right. Welcome to Unsigned 518. I am sitting here uh, with Angelina Valeni in what has now been dubbed the Dazzle Den. I don't know if Ooh, you can... Oh, my God. Yeah, if you can tell the reason. Yes. I couldn't think of a name. And uh, Brendan from Mail Patterns suggested the Dazzle Den. The, honestly, and it, it's really perfect. Yeah, it immediately stuck. <laughs> yes. it, 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 does, it does dazzle it's amazing. in here. Uh, but yeah. yeah, so uh, thank you for uh, coming all the way out um, to the middle of nowhere. Yeah. To, to the I'm, Dazzle Den. Anytime I can go to the middle of nowhere. I love the middle of <laughs> yeah. nowhere. Yes. Yeah, it's nice out here. It's quiet except for... Uh, uh, you know, the the occasional farm equipment or like, you know, loud trucks. But yes, other than that, very similar to where I'm from as well. Perfect. Yes. All right. <laughs> so you get that. Um, so we're we're not here to talk about uh, farm equipment, although, I mean, I could <laughs> prattle on. Talk about a John Deere. For, That's, for all. That's about all I got. Oh, you're a John Deere person? No, I'm more of a... I don't, I don't know another one. Peterbilt? Um, International Harvester? International <laughs> Harvester. Okay. The, the big, big tractor wars. Yep. Uh, but okay. we're here to uh, talk about you and your music. And I actually uh, caught your set at Nipperfest. Oh. I was I was there, um, you know, with Nippertown. And I made it my goal to see every band. Yes. And I did it. Yeah. You did it. Yeah. Yes. I went back and forth to every... Yes. Every every band, so I caught at least partial sets of of every band, but uh, most most bands I caught the full set. But yes, so it was a fantastic uh, set. I loved the acoustic stage. Yeah, there was um, I would almost say you know more energy. I guess you could say in a not quite physical sense, you know, because everybody was sitting there enjoying the music, but yes. there was certainly more attentive and focused energy. Like, you know, you could yes. look across the crowd and everybody was dialed in and yes. watching, which I thought was really cool. So. It was such a treat. It was, it was very cool. And I, I mean, I could also feel that as well. Like as the person behind the microphone, it was one of those things where I didn't even really see anybody. Like there wasn't even people like on their phone. Like I wasn't even seeing a lot of that. It was a lot of just, I'm here to hear you, hear you. And I was like, whoa, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which was awesome. Yeah, and people were really paying attention. And yes. and it was funny, like at the main stage at one point, like I can't even remember who it was. But someone was like, yeah, you know, everybody up in the back, come up front. And I'm like, dude, it's like 700 degrees. Yes. And those people are clearly like in every in shaded shade. area. There was like little like <laughs> six foot shaded spots. Yes. I have 15 people yes. standing. Yes, just in all there. like huddled yeah. in there. Yeah. yeah, it was so yeah. hot. But but what a, what a super fun day. Oh, it was amazing. So. Your um, relationship with music, mm. I must. I feel like you know, without even knowing, because we didn't really do a pre-interview, but I feel no, like it yeah. it goes way back. It does. That's like, okay, <laughs> that's you know the general impression. So yeah, tell uh, tell us a little bit about you know how you got started in music. A little bit of a, a little bit about Angelina Valenti. Sure. So me. Here we go. Um, I Well, I grew up in Galway, so that's how I know about farm equipment, just a bit, you know. Um, I love it out there in the country. It's nice and quiet. And I even on, on my way here today, we I know we were talking before, but I, I found this nice little pull-off and I just sat in front of this like wonderful dam and just like practiced my songs and played music. And I was like, oh, this is my favorite thing to just do. This yeah. is it. And that's actually right the here. Hudson. Where, oh, is where that the Hudson? That is the Hudson. No way. It's a very, very thin part of the Hudson. A very little, but little it is, But it is the <laughs> yes. Hudson. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and I grew up, I, I actually got my start in like musical theater. Okay. 
Um, so my mom, when I was little, my mom always says that I was like singing before I could walk. Um, and she was like, I, you know, I got to the point, I was like, I think it was like five or six when I did my first show. Cause she was like, I have to do something with this child because she's just like running around the house and like dancing and singing. And I was like, ah. so she's like, I have to do something with her. So, um, I started in community theater in Galway and then I grew up and I just did theater my whole life. And I had never written a song and I played piano. My mom put me in piano lessons in third grade and I wanted when I tell you nothing to do with it, nothing. I would hide in the bathroom <laughs> um, after school when she would come and pick me up to bring me to piano. I would hide in the bathroom. And she was on like the board of education. So she knew the people in the school. So she would have them call me over the loudspeaker at school, which is terrifying. <laughs> yeah. As like a 13 year old, you're like, mom, like so mad. Um, but yeah. And so, so I'd go to this woman, Ann Kempf. I'd go to her house for piano lessons, just like very classic, like, like old lady teaching me how to play piano and I'm just like angry and she's putting stickers on my good things and whatever. And, um, yeah. And then eventually I, I got to high school and it was really cool because everyone who was older than me played an instrument and then I happened to play piano and it was like a really cool thing because everyone else was playing guitar and then I was playing piano and it was like, Oh, now we have Angelina here. And I was like, cool for playing an instrument i was like whoa because it's like all the seniors who would like hang out and play music in our school's auditorium um and so i like loved doing things like that we would play like dashboard confessional songs and like do like things like that like all that kind of like like a lot of old school punk and pop punk and um cold play that kind of stuff so that was really fun and that made me just love like just love playing music with other people and doing that kind of thing but I still really thought I was going to be doing musical theater for my whole life. So I went to school for musical theater and it was my sophomore year of college was when I wrote my first song because basically the musical theater thing was like not working out for me and not happening. And I was like, you know, I, I didn't even I didn't even consciously really realize it. But I think like my body was like, we just need an outlet like we need a performing right. outlet of some kind. And I remember I was in the. I was in the practice rooms in one of these, like one of the houses, um, in one of the dorm buildings rather. And they had one, it was so interesting because the practice rooms in the actual space where like all the theater kids would hang out all had just like upright pianos and they were tiny. And then in this like offshoot on the other side of campus in this dorm building, there was this like beautiful grand piano in this huge practice room. And I was like, Every time I'd go down there, there was no one in there because everyone lived on the other side of campus, right. all the theater kids. So I was like, what the heck? Like, so I would just practice there all the time. And I was just sitting there and I um, ended up writing my first song or I, I didn't know what I did. I did something. And then I just like called my roommate and I was like, I think I just wrote a song. And she was like, holy. Sh so she like came down and was like, can I swear on this? Yes. Absolutely. Oh, okay. <laughs> holy shit. So she like ran down and she literally like laid underneath the piano, this giant, she's like put her head underneath uh, it. Oh, wow. Yeah. And like, listened to me play this song. And she was the first person to ever hear anything that I wrote. And then really, I just, they just kept coming. And I think for me, <clears throat> it's just become even more so like, I've been thinking about this a lot actually, but really I think like my songwriting has been more therapeutic than anything else. Like I find it to me to just be very almost, I don't want to call it selfish, but it is very much just like I need to work through an emotion and like, this is what, that's what my songs have been doing. So, um, it's been really, it's been a kind of a cool, it's been kind of a cool journey. So yeah. So music. Uh, and it's 2022. <laughs> so even if you say it's selfish, if you just say it's self-help, 
then it's ah, fine. Ah, self-care is not yeah, selfish. Yeah, there it is, self-care, <laughs> yes. yeah, self-care, yeah. So <laughs> it's not selfish, it's self-care. Mm -hmm, it's self-care. <laughs> now, did, did you find that um, your theater background, did that influence your songwriting at all? Hmm. Like, as I, far as, like, structures and... Sure, I think it did more at the beginning, like... Um, <clears throat> I, I play some of the songs that I wrote back then now and I'm like, oh, that is like so clearly a musical theater like riff. A lot of like my vocal riffs or whatever will be very musical theater-esque and I'm like, whoa. And now like in the last few years, I got way more into like listening to folk music and everything and just kind of more singer-songwriter stuff. And then, and not that I, I didn't listen to that then, but right. I was just so in the musical theater world. I think it couldn't help but, you know, dip into that. Um, and now I feel like my stuff, it's kind of cool actually to see how it changes. And I've been thinking about this a lot lately too, because now I'm getting to the point where I've been writing long enough that I've been through like multiple similar scenarios and songs that I wrote like five years ago. The other day I picked, picked my uke up to practice something and I was like, who did I write this song about? And I like didn't even remember. And I was like, oh shit, like this was so important to me at the time. Right. And now it's like, you know, whatever. It doesn't even matter. I'm like, who even was that about? Um, but it's interesting seeing how now they take on new meaning right. as that you kind of like you and the songs kind of like grow together, which I like love. I think that that's really beautiful. Yeah. And once you get to be my age, you know, some of the songs that I wrote, like in my teenage year, I literally am like, wait, I wrote that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, oh I don't, I don't yes. remember. I'll be looking at it. Huh. Hmm. Yes. I mean, I guess it, you know, it's my handwriting. Sure. I, well, it must be me. Yeah, yes. Must, must be me. Yes. <laughs> um, my God. <laughs> That's awesome. But I, you know, it's funny, like having like the musical theater background and, you know, pieces of it blend in your music like because yeah. it's you know it's hard to create your own sound when you don't know that you're even creating yes. a sound so i think it's very interesting to have that musical theater that literally just pushed you off and off a cliff and was it like did. fly yes <laughs> like, yes go it, <laughs> it really did though and it's it's really fascinating to me because at the time i was so I was so I was honestly angry about it all. I was like very mad that this thing that I really loved like wasn't working out. And I even still wow, apparently we're getting really honest. Um, I even still sometimes feel like, did I fail at that thing? But I mean, and, and I can sit here and tell you a million reasons why I didn't and justify it. And maybe I did. But I really like the more time I spend doing this thing, the more I'm just like, so grateful that this is where I landed right? because this just feels so much more like authentic to me, which I feel very lucky to have been on that path because if I hadn't been on that path, I wouldn't have been here now, you know? So, um, I've been very lucky in that respect, I think. Yeah. And well, um, since you're, you're here and you have a ukulele with yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. I did bring um, my uke. Yeah. And, and <laughs> I'm, you know, we were talking before we got rolling. I'm, I'm rolling some ideas in my brain about having more live performances yes. in here with with more full bands because you know capturing an instrument and a voice is easy, but it'd be fun to have like a you know a full full band. And oh I, my god, yeah! I think coming up <laughs> um, in a couple weeks, um, uh, Deb Cavanaugh is coming in. Awesome! And yes, she's bringing her band with her. Oh, cool! 
And, you know, I'm like assuming they want to play some songs. So yeah. I'm like, I'm like, that's going to be my, my you know, my Your first, first test. One. But I think that'll be cool. And I want to get more. I want to get more, like I said, bands in here and, yes. and, and stuff. But yeah. Um, so you have your ukulele. We're going to hear a song. Are we hearing a, a new song, an older song? Uh, tell it's, us a little bit about Yeah, it's actually interesting because <clears throat> um, I have actually this song I wrote in, it was in like 2020. And it's so weird because I feel like I've played these songs so much, but I haven't really played them for a room of people yet because it's just like I wrote them then and now they they feel old to me and then I'm like oh yeah but no one else has heard these because it was just like 2020 and no one was playing shows and nothing was happening and I played them on maybe a couple of live streams or something but on like Facebook you know like Facebook live streams when everyone was doing that in 2020 and now I'm just like oh yeah I have all these songs that I just like kind of forgot about so I have a bunch of shows coming up and I'm, I'm just like excited to explore how these do in rooms full of people but this one particularly I wrote it was March March of 2020 okay wow yeah it happened right then <laughs> and because it was honestly probably like what everything shut down on like like around the 15th in March I remember because it was my brother's birthday and he was supposed to come out here and I had a show and the show got canceled and it's just like burned into my brain but later that week I believe everything shut down so the job that I was doing was done and I remember thinking to myself okay it's March nobody knows how long we're gonna be in this are we really gonna be stuck in our houses for this time I was like I have to get to the beach. Like I have to go to the ocean because like if I don't see the ocean for like God knows how long, like I don't know what I'm going to do. So I just like hopped in my car and just like drove to Maine because I was like, well, what the heck else are we going to do? It was a Saturday. So I drove to the ocean and I got out of the car only to find that Maine had closed the beaches. So but I could still stand. There was like a footbridge you could cross to get to this one little beach. And so if you stood at the edge edge of it, it was like you could still smell it and like taste it in the air, you know, that like salty air you can just taste. Oh, yeah. So I stood there and I put my toes. There was like a little like, I don't know what you even call that, like a little inlet kind of thing. And I walked down to that and like put my feet in the water and could still just like feel the salt water. And um, then I got home and wrote the song. And also there is a line in here that says like I forgot my license I got home and I was like oh my god I my license was like sitting on my on my like countertop in the kitchen and I was like that could have been really bad (laughs) yeah so so then I got home and um I wrote this song and what's the name of this one this song is called who else could I be who else could I be all right so let's listen to who else could I be by Angelina Valeni and then we will be right back I drove all the way to the ocean in the middle of this pandemic just to get my mind off you. Two hours ago I realized I never took my license. Sometimes you just get lucky. It was closed as I thought it might be, but I could still taste the salt on my lips and smell it in the air. And I thought how different things would have been. If you were there If you were there Now I'm in the shower Thinking about all the things I do And how I 
Don't do them for me. They're all just to impress you, whoever that knew you may be. Who Else Could I Be by uh, Angelina Valeni, who is live in studio. That one is on an EP or? It's actually not. Okay. Um, so, but I do have, I do have other things um, on EPs. Um, yeah, I have, I did a, I have a couple of records. <clears throat> so the first one was a few years ago now. It, it's so insane to me how quickly music gets old right you know like it's like oh wow that's been out for years now because by the time I feel like you get to recording it it's already old and then you record it and then it's like wow and then it's like oh that was like a year ago that I did that that's one thing I don't think a lot of people get about like the music is that by the time it's even recorded which is long before the general public hears it yeah by the time it's even recorded the artist has played that song a thousand times yeah. and well, then and you listen ha- to you it a thousand to. more before it's released yes and, you know oh my gosh and you listen to it so so much sometimes i feel like i don't listen to it enough because i just get like i'm like i don't want to over listen and then hate it right. so like i leave it kind of up to um i've done a lot of work with actually jim mastriani in uh saratoga he's got a little home stu- not a little home studio he's got a home studio <laughs> right. it's not little it's amazing it's beautiful really and he's very generous with his time there um but he recorded my first album him and then steve candlin did a lot on that first one too which was really cool drums um on one of the songs he just this was insane he was like this song just needs a little like something crunching it this was my song called out of the mountains he's like song is a little crunchy on it and he was like he was like jim do you just have a piece of paper and jim's like what so he just took a piece of paper and crinkled it in front of the mic just 
and just like crinkled this piece of paper and like had to go through like multiple pieces of paper because he was crinkling them through wow. on separate takes <laughs> and would just yeah it was insane it was actually like a very cool recording experience and then Jim and Steve and this um, other man who played bass, Mike Castles, played on the newest single I released, which is called Steady Your Heart. And we did the majority of that in one night. It was it was insane. It was it was like a fever dream. We, <laughs> we just like came in and I think we like did a little playing and then we like ordered some Thai food and listened to it a little bit. And then Mike left. And then all of a sudden it was like 2 a.m. And Steve was trying to put like bells, like like church bells, like like the bing. like on my song and I was like we're cutting it there like I was like no I like really had to put my foot down at that point it was like no and they were really fighting me on that and then eventually Jim like I remember Jim just messaging me like maybe a week later and being like I'm taking the bells out and I was like thank god because I was like I don't we don't need bells on this song but they're just incredible creative forces um and it's been a real pleasure to work with them but um I also actually I just got back from LA a couple of weeks ago, I guess now. And I did some recording out there, which was amazing. That's awesome. It was, it was the coolest. It was the coolest <laughs> thing ever. Like I recorded in the village studios, which is like, if you just give that a Google really quick, you'll just be like, wow, there's all these amazing people who recorded there. Um, and it was, it was insane. Like he brought me up to, he was like, normally I'd have you record in this room. This guy, Carl, Carl Wingate was his name. And he was an amazing, he, he did an amazing job. And he was like, normally I'd have you record in this room, but the leg on the piano was broken. So we're actually going to bring you upstairs to like the big piano room. And I walked in and like, it's a big piano. Room. Like it is, it's massive. It's massive. And there's just this huge piano in it. It's just huge and beautiful. Like, I opened up the door and I was like, I gasped. I was just like, (gasps) like it was, it was unbelievable. And so I sat up there and he was down and there was a little monitor and we like talked back and forth to each other through that. And I'd come down and listen to takes and go back up. And I just remember being there and being like, okay, I really need to, I really need to be like soaking this up because this is just one of the coolest things I've ever done. And I keep trying to say, I keep trying not to say like, this is the coolest thing I'll ever do. Cause I, I want to not, I don't want to put that energy out there. I want to be like, no, this could be something that could happen again. Um, so I just keep being like, it was one of the coolest things I've done thus far. Cause it was just, it was unreal. And it was like, I just, Carl was so like professional and cool and really cared about what I was doing. And, um, that was amazing. And, um, I can tell you a really quick story about that. That's like insane. So we did a couple of takes and then he was like, okay, I'm glad we did that. He was like, now I'm going to stuff the piano. I was like, okay. And he was like, basically I'm just going to put a bunch of stuff in it because we're going to try and dampen the piano sound as much as possible because this is why people hate recording piano because your vocal hangs exactly where the sound of the piano comes out of, right? Especially on a grand piano that's open there. So then I'm talking with my hands like people can see me, but (laughs) this is a podcast. I get it. (laughs) Um, My God. So, and the piano, with the piano, right, the mic hangs in between the door that opens, hangs right here, right in front of you and the sound of the piano. So it's really difficult to not, when you're recording, right, for people who don't know, you want to have as much of just one sound in each mic, right? So it's really hard not to have bleed from the piano into a vocal mic when you're doing like piano and vocal at the same time. 
So he's like, we're going to stuff the piano. So he comes up with like all these, like literally just like moving blankets, right? Like these blue, those like blue. The U-Haul like, blankets. Yes. <laughs> yes. Literally that. And he comes up with all those and he's like hang, draping them over the piano, putting them in the piano, but like putting me in like a, basically like a little booth thing, like moving walls to like create this like sound. And I was like just boxed in. And he was like, and then I look on the floor and he's got like a piece of foam. It's probably like, I don't even like six inches thick and like seven feet long. And I was like, what the heck is this? Just like giant piece of foam. That's like, like gnarly looking. It's like, just like, like cut super weird. And I was like looking at this and it's upside down. And then I look at it and it says Elton John's piano foam. Do not cut or throw away. It's just written on both sides of this foam. Like I was like, holy cow so carl just takes the foam and like sticks it right in front of me so he's block basically blocking the space between my voice and the piano and he was like oh i'm really sorry you know like this isn't really like doesn't really get the creative juices flowing just staring at a piece of foam and i was like carl it's elton john this is elton john's piano (laughs) foam like this is the coolest thing ever like so it was it was it was unreal basically um and I was really lucky. And so I have I have those that are kind of sitting. They're kind of sitting. So they're going to be out soon. Um, but I'm I'm I have a couple of things in the works first, but I do have a couple of things that are coming out. But there's I, I want to do something special with those. So we're sitting on them. But now you know that they're going to come sooner yeah, or later. That's, that's amazing. And, <laughs> yes. ha- you know, uh, not to pry for details, okay. but how many songs did you record? Yeah. So then? I just I did two. I had one day there. So we did two there and then I did one at another spot um so they'll probably be released like as the village studios one and then as the other one um yeah it was really it was really insane i really was like and how does that like how does that come up like you know how to like how does someone find talent over here from los angeles yeah i i I just got yeah, I just got valid question. Um, I just got very lucky and I have um a a really good friend who who gifted me that. Wow. So yeah, yeah, I guess and yeah, it was it's on it's incredible. I'm I'm I could cry. Like it makes me very emotional just being like, Wow, there are people who like believe in me and what I'm doing and want me to really succeed at this thing. Um so yeah, it was just the most generous thing anyone has ever done for me ever. And, and I know you say, like, you know, that's the coolest thing you've done, like, so far. Mm. But, you know, just having that as a, as a benchmark. Holy do cow. Do you find that that's, that is terrifying? Or if, <laughs> or do you find that that's, like, a good motivator? Because I'm, Valid. like, I would be on the edge of that. Like, having an mm. experience like that, you know, I don't mm. know if I would be, like, cool. It's all uphill from here. Or Oof. if I would be, like, oh, my God. Is it all what the hell am I going to do next? Yeah, what, what, what happens mean? next? Like, How do I yeah, get cooler than like, this? Yeah. Um, so, you know, you know, my biggest takeaway from, like, that whole trip and working with, like, people in L.A. and people who have worked with very big people, my... Uh, <laughs> Here we are getting like really honest again. I could I I have these things where like I'm sitting here with you and I'm I'm thinking about how this is being recorded and it's going to be out there and I'm thinking about who's going to listen to it and I don't want to sound but I'm I'm just going to I'm just going to say it. So two things that I took away. One was that I was like people who were out there who work with very famous people on like a weekly daily basis 
were interested in working with me like in the future they wanted to continue our like working relationship and I was like holy crap like okay and it made me just be like okay maybe I, I maybe I actually am good at this Clearly, <laughs> which was like crazy I was like whoa so that was kind of cool and then my other thing was Cause like I was talking, I was having conversations with like the sound engineers and, and the producers and we were having these conversations and they were asking me for my advice on things. Like I was like, what? So then my other big takeaway from this trip was like, no one, no one knows what they're doing. No one knows what's going on ever. Everyone is just like throwing spaghetti at the wall and like seeing if like the sauce or the noodle stick or how much of the sauce or the noodle stick, like it was bonkers crazy and I was just like wow I really need to like chill out (laughs) right and like just like really just stop putting like so much pressure on myself to try and have the whole thing figured out because I think more than anything like any art form of a job is like no two people have the same story like everyone's stories are just so varying and different like there's just no right or wrong way the thing I've been thinking about most lately is that like you just have to do whatever like makes like whatever resonates most with you and makes you feel like really at home in your body and mind and like literal soul like if you can just find those things and keep doing them I think that that's the answer yeah because I mean authenticity is is equals longevity you know what I mean you know yes you can't you can't fake it and then expect to make a career out of it yes. or expect yeah. any length. You know, you yes. have to be true to yourself or else it's going to implode. It's yes. Like, yeah, it's That's, I, you know, I actually like, I love that. I, I never really thought about it like that before, but it's kind of like you can only keep up like a fake thing for so long. But if you're just, if you're just doing you, yep. then it's never going to change or yeah. it is going to change, but you're going to change with it. And it's right. just going to grow as you And it's a natural change grow. and a, a, you know, because everybody does change. And, yes. And it's, if it's not a forced change, you know, it's amazing. Yes. Um. So. Cool. We're, why don't we hear another another tune? Yeah. And I was even thinking um, <laughs> before we go um, in the wrap up, maybe mm. we'll play. Um, your latest single will oh, that would be the latest great. single in. So that'd be, but uh, yeah. what are you going to play for us live now? Yeah. So this is a song called rental space. Um, it's, it's, I mean, I don't really have to tell you much what it's about. You can listen to the lyrics and it's pretty clear, but I will tell you, I just wrote it sitting at my desk, watching the sunset out of my window. Um, so each verse kind of starts with a line about where the sunset is at that time and where my head was at. So it's kind of a cool little thing about it. Cool. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, uh, and what was it? It was rented spaces. It's called rental space. Rental. Yeah. (laughs) Rental space. Well, I was not even close. No, rented spaces, rental space (laughs) is the same. Rental space. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So let's listen to rental space and then we'll be uh, right back and wrap it up with Angelina Valeni. Sunsets behind the trees. I'm lost in memories. Old ones are you and me. And all the things we've been through I'll let me tell you Drunk walks through the park Long talks till after darkness Has spread across this city What I wouldn't give to have you tell me Once again I'm pretty Now I'm talking about you to my friends All the time now, now and then You've taken up 
rental space in my head I had that dream again Now the sky's turned orange, dear Sure wish that you were here I'm scared of the dark But there's nothing to fear when you're lying So near to me I can feel the heat Radiating off your skin Last time I saw you You asked me if that song was about you I regret that I said nothing But in the moment it's so hard to just say Yes There was that one, then another Then another And another, and then this In case that wasn't obvious Now I'm talking about you to my friends All the time now, now and then You've taken up rental space in my head I had that dream again, oh, the one where you tell me that you're ready. We both let go and just give in, and you kiss me in that way. You've been on the to do when we're alone, just me and you. Now the skies turned all pastel, I sure wish I could tell you My stomach drops whenever you pop into my brain And I just can't tell if you feel the same Though I know you once did Even though you'll never say you tell me that you're famous For your lack of words, but I could feel it in the way You'd hold me and you'd ask me not to go was it all that long ago? Oh, and now I'm talking about ya to my friends All the time, not now and then You've taken up rental space in my head I had that dream again All right, so that was Rental Space, uh, Angelina Vlenny. And uh, Angelina, before we go, uh, you know, you had said that you have a new single out, and we've had you play a couple of songs live in studio. But uh, I want to give you a chance to play your latest single for everybody. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so this is the one that I was talking about earlier that was recorded all in one night. Um, This was a song I wrote in, like, the middle the middle of COVID just like the we were like in the trenches in the thick of it and I remember writing it and as it was coming out of me I was like whoa this is like nothing I've ever done before and I sent it to my cousin and she messaged me back and was like I've never heard anything like this before like this is not what you sound like you like it, well it is what you sound like but you've never done anything like this and I was like I know and I, <laughs> so I just knew it was something like really, really special. And then I brought it to Jim and Steve and then it turned into really what it is now. And they really made it like, I'm, I'm really not great at like when I write things, I don't hear other instruments. I don't hear, I don't, I know a lot of musicians are like that, but I'm very much just like, I don't know. Like I just hand it over to someone. I'm like, do whatever you want. And they're like, what do you want me to do? And I'm like, I don't know. Right. Just try something, anything. And if it doesn't work, I'll tell you if it doesn't, but it probably will be great. So I handed this to these guys and then they, they created this like insane, amazing, 
I don't even know, ballady rock thing. And I was like, holy cow. So it was, it turned out really, really cool. It's my favorite thing I have recorded. So, I mean, I think that it's my newest thing too. So I feel like everyone says the newest thing is always <laughs> right. the favorite as the, as the musician, but yeah, but I, I just, I really love it. I'm, I'm really excited about it. And it's been, people have been very, very kind, um, in telling me that it's been really moving for them. So I, that's like, you know, that's all I could ever ask for. <laughs> right. And what's the name of it? This is called Steady Your Heart. Steady Your Heart. All right, so let's listen to Steady Your Heart and then we'll be right back to wrap it up with Angelina Valenti. <laughs> No need to 
So we're back with Angelina Valeni. And uh, Angelina, I want to thank you so much for coming out and uh, making the trip. Out thank to, you for uh, having me. Out to cow country or horse country, actually, <laughs> I guess is more appropriate because there's horses right outside the window. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> horse and cow. Horse and cow country. Yeah, the country, I guess. Yeah, the say. country. The country. <laughs> uh, but so thanks for coming out. And uh, before we go, I want to give you the opportunity, like I give everybody the opportunity to kind of say what's on your mind. Give thanks to anybody you want to say. Just... Uh, Basically, the microphone is all yours. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me so much. And thank you, Nipper Town. Um, Jim and Laura are just, we were talking about them off oh, mic earlier. Good. And um, just two of the nicest people you could ever meet. Um, and I just also, you know, I mean, we are so lucky in this capital region to just have the people who we have who are so supportive of what like small local musicians are doing. Right. Um, and so I'm just grateful to all those people. I mean, like WEXT, Nipper Town, like it's, it's insane. And it's also just insane. Like that these people sometimes like reach out to you and they're like, what do you have? Like send me something so I can right. play something that you're doing. Like, and I'm just like, Holy cow. It, it'll just never cease to amaze me that people are just like, want to hear what we all have to offer is just a really beautiful thing um because for me it's like i you know i'm just writing these songs in my bedroom and i'm like i don't even know like i don't even know what i'm doing (laughs) so you know it's just it's really amazing that then you can kind of create this thing that feels so personal and just really feels like a piece of you and that it resonates with people and that they want to hear it and listen is and support you is really just always and forever will be incredible to me. So, um, so yeah, so thank you guys so much for listening and supporting and for having me here. (laughs) Cool. All right. So once again, Angelina Valeni and, uh, I will link to your socials um, on the Never town page that everybody will be able to, yeah, it's really easy. Angelina Valenti.com is that's where it's at. You know, I know I got really lucky. That's (laughs) That is that is easy. Angelinavalenti.com. How yep. how hard is that to remember? So, but I'll link to it anyway because you know Please. words are hard. But uh, <laughs> anyway, thanks again for coming out. Uh, that is Angelina Valenti. I am Andy Scullin. This is Unsigned Five One Eight, and I will see you on the road. Unsigned Five One Eight is produced in conjunction with Nippertown. You can find new episodes here every week on Nippertown.com. If you are a band or musician in the 518 area code and would like to be on Unsigned 518, 
shoot me an email at unsigned518 at gmail.com. I'm your host, Andy Scullin. I'll be back next week with another episode of Unsigned 518. Thanks for listening.